This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Sportsbook. I'm your host, Dan Roberts. It is Thursday, September 13. What's going on in sports? What is there to talk about? That's right. The NFL is back, 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 back. It's back. Week one of the NFL is in the books. Week two is about to start. Joining us to discuss the first week of a new NFL season, my colleague and your friend, if you're a regular listener of the Sportsbook podcast, it's Miles Udlin. Hi, Miles. Hello, Dan. Miles Udlin, Giants fan. Womp womp. It's going to be fun. It'll they look, be. They looked credible. Fine. Fine is the right word. The Giants will win more games than they won last season. I agree. But they won't win that many games. All right, we're not talking about our teams. Oh, Because okay. you're a Pats fan and no one really wants to hear about it. That's fair. And we had a boring first game, even though I was there in person. A boring win. Uh, let's get into it this way. What surprised you? What interested you in week one? And we sure talk a lot about the NFL's business, the, the kneeling, the protests, the ratings. We'll get into all that. But let's actually start by talking about the football. What did you think? I was excited for the NFL to be back, and I've said this um, to you and a lot of my other friends, is that, I don't know, there's something about this season that I was, I think, as excited for this season as I've been in, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. And I, and I can't quite put my finger on why. I don't know if it was because I found the NBA season very boring and predictable. Yes. And, um, you know, that the way that that season concluded just wasn't satisfying. Um, I don't know if it's because uh, I'm excited that the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley. I don't know if it's because uh, last year's Super Bowl was great, and so right. that momentum carried sure over. Al- although it, it probably isn't that because there's been a lot of good Super Bowls over the last 10 years. There's probably been four or five really, really good ones. Um, so, yeah, for whatever reason, I just found myself really excited for football to be back. Uh, I watched as much football on Sunday as I can remember watching on any given Sunday. Um, watched a lot of Red Zone Channel. Uh, mm-hmm. It was all good and fun. And, yeah, I think, you know, like if you watch one game, like when the Sunday night game was on and um, I was sitting around and I had it I had it on the computer, so I was like kind of paying attention, not really paying attention. One game at a time, not that great. Uh, a lot of commercials. It's a lot of... Chris Collinsworth going, well, Al, mm-hmm. Al, you gotta look at this, you know, like that, and uh, you know, so that was like fine, and uh, that's you only do that when it's your team. I don't watch most other games that way. Of you know, stick on well, one no, game, but what I'm watch saying the whole is, game. What I'm saying is, on, on the Thursday and the Sunday, you can only watch the one game, right? right? And when you only well, watch Sunday the one night, game, right. you realize that. Yeah, there's a reason why pe- fewer people are watching this. Most yes. of the product isn't that great, but now Sunday um, at one o'clock is great if you go right. somewhere with a lot of TVs. And, and I think totally. it was you know 65 degrees, raining in New York. There was nothing else to do, and it was exciting that it was yeah. back. Um, I don't know how much of this momentum will continue. I mean, I'll probably get to October like I usually do and say, oh, it's the last nice day of the year. I'm going to go for a walk instead of like sitting inside and watching football for eight hours. But uh, I don't know. It was exciting for it to be back, and we'll kind of see how this season holds up. I guess. Um, you know, and now we'll we'll get into kind of the the peripherals around the league, the right. perception of players and the, the ratings and all that stuff. And I just feel like maybe this year we we retread so much of the same ground where oh, you've got some really bad guys in the league who should be kicked out if the league had 
more credibility on its domestic violence policy, but it doesn't, and we know that it doesn't. So the people who have left the league for that reason, meaning the fans, mm. they've already abandoned the league, and nothing's going to change. People who abandoned the league because of Kaepernick and the kneeling, uh, they already left, and that's not going to change. People who just don't watch football anymore, they stopped watching. That's not going to sure. change. Get so maybe in all those negative headlines, it just felt like this past offseason didn't have any new wrinkles. Mm. And so if you're still with the NFL, it kind of just is what it is. There's right. nothing crazy uh, that, I mean— Maybe someone like maybe something crazier happens, but the last eighteen months, there's been no new bad stuff that you haven't already decided how you feel about it. In sure. my opinion, yeah, there, there was one thoughts. exception, which was in the middle of the summer, owners came together and tried to establish a new policy on the protests, where they said, "Okay, we're actually going to fine teams now if one of your players protests," which was not the case last season, and everyone revolted, and the NFLPA filed a grievance, and then in the end. They said, okay, and they walked it back, and we started the season without a clear policy, which was interesting. But for the most part, I agree with you. Uh, I also agree. I was excited for this season. Uh, here are a couple theories. Yes, we had a great Super Bowl that everyone feels good about. Now, this is coming from a Patriots fan. I mean, I was disappointed, but it was a great game, a great Super Bowl that, that I don't think people can complain about, and I feel that it was great for the Eagles. I was, I was okay with you know the Eagles getting one. Uh, and... Maybe another reason is that I hope, and this is coming from someone in the media who actually reports on this stuff, so if it happens, I'm, I'm going to have to write about it, but I'm hoping that it isn't the same story as it's been for the last two seasons, where all anyone wants to talk about is, A, the ratings are down, the ratings are down, why are they down? B, more protests, players are protesting, and Trump doesn't like it. And C, Trump is tweeting angrily, and he's angry at the NFL, and what should they do? Now again, I'm sure those things will happen, but I just have a little feeling maybe it's wishful thinking, maybe I'm delusional, but I'm, I'm hoping maybe there will be less of that this season and that it can be a fun season of actual football. Uh, I'll give you some more football-related reasons that I think we're excited for the season. A lot of little new storylines, uh, a lot of exciting rookie quarterbacks in the league. Now, of course, uh, as I'm always told by you know, people who are greater football experts than I, mm -hmm. uh, you know, ideally you don't want a star you know, rookie that you've just drafted to have to start. I mean, you know, in, in a perfect world, the guy doesn't have to start in the first season and waits and gets trained and learns and can kind of hold off. Of course, for Josh Allen, it didn't work out that way in first game because Nathan Peterman was problems. the starter. Yeah, uh, so they have but, you know, much uh, deeper problems in both. Right. But, but in Cleveland, you've got um, uh, Baker Mayfield. And, you know, ideally, he, he shouldn't have to, to come out this season if, if things go all right. Uh, you know, you've got to Rod Taylor, uh, who is good, who looks good. Uh, and, you know, the did Browns he, had their big tie. Did he look good? I th he looked passable. He, he, looked he looked better than Nathan Peterman. Yeah, I mean, he looked like, you know, sure. he looked like a guy. Okay, a bunch of new coaches, first-time head coaches, yep. I think eight of them, and they went 0-8. Mm -hmm. Interesting stat. Not one of the new head coaches won in the first week. Gruden had the final chance, blew it. Uh, that was an interesting game. Let's start on this topic. I wrote a, a big story about ESPN's new rollout and big new team for Monday Night Football. They've got a completely new broadcasting team, Joe Tessitore doing the play-by-play, -play. Jason Witten fresh off retirement. I mean, I've never seen someone go so quickly. Did Romo the very Romo next did. season or yep. was there one in between? Yep. Okay, fine. But I mean, you know, steps off the field and right into one of the biggest broadcasting jobs in, in, in pro football. Uh, Witten doing the color, um, color guy, I guess you call it color commentary. And then interestingly, Bilger McFarland, who... Uh, more known by many as a college guy, played at LSU, but also won two Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And he is uh, the field analyst, a position that didn't exist before. So I wrote this big story about ESPN's new crew. We posted it Monday morning, and then Monday night, the debut. Now, an interesting thing that I think took away from it, you had that double header. And the first game was not a good crew. I mean, most people agreed. I don't know if you watch these games. I'm going to ask you. But, you know, you had um, 
Brian Greasy um, and and Mendoza. Who Mendoza's good, but um, together, Beth Moens not. I'm sorry, not Mendoza. I, I was also watching Sunday Night Baseball, so I was thinking of Jess Mendoza. Beth Moens, um, and she's good, but Brian Greasy kind of low energy. But then finally, for the late game, you had the new big glitzy Monday Night Football crew: Tessa Tor Booger, um, you know, Lisa Salters returning, and Jason Witten. And it was interesting for me reading the reviews of that new crew. A lot of people thought that Witten was really underwhelming. He, he barely spoke. He was nervous. I did think that when they showed him on camera, he looked nervous. Booger, I thought, was great. Then I saw some people saying, well, Booger talked too much. And it's like, well, he's the actual expert who knows more. That's the problem. Uh, to me, it highlighted that probably Booger should be the one in the booth with Tessator. But did you watch Monday? What did you think? What did you think of the crews? And uh, good game, that late game Raiders-Rams. Although I turned it off at halftime, and it was a close game. And then, whoa, it was not close. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe it's like my advanced age. Uh, I can remember ten years ago, always complaining about Joe Buck and having all these takes on the media and having really strong opinions about the booth and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I guess I just guess like maybe it's because the way that you know my career has evolved that now you know we're on Yahoo Finance doing live TV for an hour a day, or at least I am every day, and it's not that easy. And you just kind of try to pull it off as best you can. And I guess I just don't really. Uh, worry that much, I suppose, about the announcing crew. Um, I thought the Monday night game was interesting. Um, I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't know what was going to be. I didn't know that like, the booger roll was going to exist, right? So uh, they're doing the call, and all of a sudden there's this other guy talking. But I thought it was good. I mean, I think you know they're trying to key off some of the success that Romo had with the CBS crew, and um, you know he. I, I was talking about this with uh, with someone yesterday. Um, I think it was Praz, and it was just like when you first leave the league, you know you're really fresh, right? All the football stuff is fresh in your mind. You remember the play calls. You remember um, all the audibles. You remember all the things that teams are trying to do. So when Romo sits there and starts calling out before the play, he's like, it's the same formation. This is the same play. The guy's going to be open on the right, right side. And then Deshaun Watson throws it left. Romo's just like, oh, my God, he had him open on the right. And then they run the replay, and the guy's wide open in the and end everyone's zone. so impressed. Right. And that's because Tony Romo played football two years ago and was sitting in the quarterback room um, and like knew all those all those calls. And eventually that wears off, right? Troy, well, shouldn't that be the case for Witten? No, no, it didn't sound that way. But he's a tight end, sure. right? Okay. Um, but I think like, uh, but I, I think what I'm saying is, uh, I, I, I suppose the announcing is kind of good when it's good. But ultimately, everyone is in the end Troy Aikman, which is just like a guy who <laughs> says things. And most kids, honestly, who are watching football now, don't know that Troy Aikman was a good quarterback. For the Cowboys, they don't really know that Troy Aikman's a legend. They just know that he's a guy that stands next to Joe Buck, kind of looks like him, also kind of sounds like him. Sure. Um, and I suppose that I just don't know if I um, want to spend the energy caring about the announcing crews anymore, mostly because it makes it less fun. It makes it less fun if you're sitting there going, Fine. "Oh, this announcer's bad." This announcer. Fine. But the I, one thing I'll say though is, you notice when it's bad. I, you're right. If it's if it's good or even adequate, you don't notice it. I think that's true. But when true. it's bad and awkward, you notice. I think that's true. That's also not true. And I guess I guess what this gets back to for me is. There is just, um, we were talking about this yesterday, I think, like everyone has so many sports takes that they can throw on Twitter and, and Instagram and everywhere. Like you can get a sports take from anyone. And there's a lot of people out there who are professional sports takers who also have those takes. But um, I just guess that now I want to talk about sports with my friends who have the same level of knowledge. Like we didn't play college football. We don't really know things, but we gamble a lot on football. So mm -hmm. we have very strong opinions. On oh, you heard it here first. Where Miles the lines, yeah, finance, where the lines should be. But no, we, we gamble a piece of chocolate. Um, uh -huh. Where the lines should be, you know, who's good, who's not good. And we have kind of a rhythm to how we talk about it, but it's not so self-serious that it's like, oh, well, you know, people need to hear about what, you know, me and my buddies are saying about, 
uh, you know, the Cardinals, right, or the or the mm-hmm. or the Redskins, or all this stuff. So. Um, I think uh, I, I think I just right, like is your commentary so good you should forward it to someone I, like right I think check it just, out this funny thing I wrote <laughs> exactly, about exactly yeah I about think it just kind of uh, there's so much out there that um, you just kind of start tuning like for me you just kind of start tuning it out um, and this I guess is a roundabout way of me trying to explain why I felt more excited about football like I didn't care what the expert takes were necessarily I didn't care if right. there was a change with this that or the other thing I didn't care if there's a new graphics package there was someone else like oh yeah the the 10-yard box on NBC was terrible everyone knows that but whatever like it's just bad and they're gonna change it or they're not and um I guess I just wanted to watch the sport again and just kind of like yes. like view it like a kid, I guess. Yes. Because everything just that innocence. Everything just got so heavy yes. talking about sports. Totally. Pure and I think enjoyment. It's, is and what I think we it's want. still the case that a lot of people are taking it very seriously and it's very political and it's a major cultural institution. Well, football more than any other has been right. politicized. Absolutely. Um, and we'll get into that. But for me, yeah. I just felt like you know what, this year, maybe, I'll see how long it lasts, I am going to just try to enjoy it because there's nothing I loved more when I was a kid than waking up on a Sunday and reading the box score and, you know, reading Steve Politi's take about what the Giants did right or wrong and just, like, right. reading the Star Ledger, right? That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a sports writer, and I'm not, but I think I well, just Well, you're wanted... on a sports business podcast. Well, yeah, but this is, you know, this is a side gig. Uh, and I just wanted to kind of, you know, have fun with it again, so... Uh, in the spirit of just having fun with it again and wanting to have that enjoyment, not ruined by the takes, not ruined by the expert commentary, do you do fantasy? How does it make you yeah. feel? How does it impact your enjoyment? I do it, but already one week in, and of course my friends who are in my league would say, you're just upset because you lost. And yes, I did. And I started Jimmy G, which was a risk. I thought he just looked so good last year. My backup QB was Maho- Mahomes. Mahomes? Mahomes. 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 Benched him. If I had started Mahomes instead of Jimmy G, yep. I would have won. Sure. But regardless, I'm already saying one weekend. Tell us more man, about your fantasy, fantasy team. sucks. Well, no, let's not it talk about suck. the team. But I mean, yeah. fantasy sucks, and I think that it takes away from my enjoyment. Your take? Uh, fantasy sucks. Um, definitely, I, I play it, um, and I think it just it sucks because you're right. Like if something goes wrong in a season long league, uh, then it's all over. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of. I guess the other thing is, like, it, it kind of is what it is, right? You know that you're going to go into the season, you're going to get lucky and win, you're going to get unlucky, guys are going to get hurt, it's going to be fun or it's not going to be fun, and you need to accept that before it happens. I think there was a period where I hated fantasy because I was losing every year, and it's like, well, why was I losing every year? I was losing every year because I wasn't prepared, I didn't know who the guys were, I wasn't caring, Right. and now I'm prepared and I know who the guys are. Well, like I'm most caring. things, if you actually put in the effort and care, you'll do well, but do you want to put in but the I, effort? Yeah, but I, I, think, I think for me... Um, I decided a couple years ago when I was like, oh, I should quit my leagues. It's too much money and I lose. I was like, all right, well, let me just care about this a little bit because there's plenty of other things I do when I'm wasting my time that if I want (laughs) to, it's basically a way to keep in touch with my friends, right? Playing fantasy. I've been playing in the same league for like 17, 18 years. So uh, we might as well just keep it going. And when it stops being fun, we'll all bail. But so far, so good. And I think uh, it's a conversation we have every spring when we're like, what league changes should we make? Should we change rosters? Should we change how we do the draft? Should we change where we do the draft? All this stuff. Um, you know, it's just kind of like, look, this is the only way we keep in touch with each other, so we should keep doing it, and it's fun. But I understand that it becomes less fun because it's, it's gambling, basically. And it's very stressful, and you can lose money, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, again... The, the state of fantasy and the state of gambling and all that stuff. I know sports gambling is now legal in the country, but mm. that stuff hasn't... State by state. Right, whatever. That well. stuff hasn't changed that much, in my opinion, over the last two or three years. And I think that is why 
it just kind of feels like 2018 is going to be an NFL season where we are not talking about new crap that is mm. that the league is dealing with because it's the mm. same crap we've Hope been talking so. about. Uh, before we do talk about that crap, uh, I, I asked this earlier, but we ended up talking more macro. What are the things football-wise yeah. that surprise you in week one? Interesting things. You know, we know you're a Giants fan. Separate from that, you know, yeah. the players sure. or the games you thought were interesting or the coaches you're watching. Uh, and, and, you know, that to me is actually always an interesting question because everyone follows their team, obviously. I mean, I'm going to watch every Patriots game. But what's harder is to get me super involved and interested in tracking something else. Now, something that does pull that off, something like Hard Knocks. Yeah. Like, I'm interested in the Browns yeah, this I think, year, yeah. I admit. They were a good Hard Knocks team. Um, yeah, so I think the Rams are um, the Rams look like they're going to just win every game, right? Just well, they didn't in the first half against the no, Raiders. No, but, but did yes. you watch any second half? No, went to I mean, bed. It, because at 10.30 p.m. Eastern football the game same, is too late. It was the same thing as it was last year. Like, um, McVay has this Belichick thing about him where he just he's so clearly out-scheming Gruden, right? Like he just they had a drive. Um, I think it was right at the end of the first half, and they just kind of went down, and it was like, you know, uh, Goff rolls right, Cup is wide open, just like wide open in the middle of a zone. Then like next play is like a zone read to Gurley, eighteen yards. Right, just like, right. no, and no then problem. all of a sudden, and then it's screen pass, yeah. Gurley up the middle, methodical touchdown. march. Right, just like he looks at his playbook, looks at his play sheet, and he's like, okay, yeah, we're just gonna run this progression right now because. They're playing, you know, a high two zone, and we have five plays that will just shred yeah, that apart. That was a shit. And, right. And so uh, he did that. I thought that was interesting. Um, I am loving the fact that the Titans season is absolutely going to implode because oh, everyone was so hot right. on them, and oh. they're they're not good. Uh, Jason well, Garrett Well, is the problem is Mariota is not good. Not good. I have never thought that. He's not good. Jason Garrett is going to get himself fired. Um, the Cowboys stink, mm. stink, stink. Mm. The Lions looked like a JV team on Monday well, night. Well, so the, who thought Patricia could be a head coach well, again? Just, but he's never been a head coach. Not again. I mean, but, uh, but he's been he's been courted before. The history of, he's come close to doing the it. The history of Belichick assistants is is not good. I yeah, I don't not like that. Good. I don't like that whole Why? thing. Why does that reflect poorly on Bill Belichick? It doesn't Belichick. reflect poorly okay, on Belichick. Fine. This is this is people the thing. People try to use it to be. This like, is the oh, thing. I guess he's not no. so great. It's no, like, people don't try to do that. Only people in New England with fake talking points try to do that. I'm serious. This is why people hate Boston because they turn every true statement into like they're they're literally all Trumpian. They say someone said something that's true. No, no, no. That's fake news. Dishonest trying to spin it. No one is trying to discredit <laughs> Bill Belichick. People are just simply stating the fact that none of his assistants have been long-term successful once they left his no, system. No, I don't Yes, many of them are trying to discredit. You're wrong. No, they're why not. Why would they no, point to would, it at all? Why bring it up? Because it's factual it's and these guys keep getting jobs. See, you're being so defensive for no reason. <laughs> this is exactly why people hate Patriots fans. You're being so defensive because I'm stating the fact that his assistants keep getting jobs and they're not succeeding in those jobs. It's not a, that's not controversial. Why state the fact? Okay, because they like, keep getting hired. That's why. Like on, McDaniel's gonna is going to be the McDaniel's is going to be the Colts coach last year. He comes back to New England, and then they're going to win the Super Bowl again. Patricia gets a job. Romeo Cornell gets a job. Mangini gets a job. Bill O'Brien has a job in Houston. How's that going? McDaniel's <laughs> had the job in Denver. How'd that go? Like it's not, it's not rocket science. Here it is. Here's a tweet from yesterday. This is from Warren from, from Sharp, Dennis and Callahan. NFL. Who's Warren Sharp? Right? Who's I don't know, he has sixty thousand followers. Whatever. His bio does not really make clear who he is. Predictive NFL Analytics. Okay. SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Oh, he I've heard of Sharp Football. He says, Bill Belichick's NFL coaching tree. And as you say, Bill O'Brien. Then he has Nick Saban, 469 win percentage. Well, yeah, because that's only NFL. 
We're talking about the best college right, football coach ever. Eric Mangini, 413 yep. win percentage. Josh McDaniels, 393, 11 and 17. Ugh. Romeo Cornell, 28 and 55, 337. Then he even includes Matt Patricia, 0 and 1. Little dig there. <laughs> so if you're trying to tell me, like I'm with you, oh, he's just listing a fact. But if you're trying to tell me that this tweet, the message of it isn't, oh, Belichick's um, mentees don't do well once they go out into the real world on their own without him. Why tweet it? Of course that's the message. Of course that's the point of the tweet. What, is that, is that, that, is oh, that he's not good? That he's not good? No, not, not that Belichick's not a good coach. That's what you were trying to argue. No, 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 you missed it. Not that Belichick's not a good coach, but that it in some way reflects poorly on him, yes, that the coaches who were under him don't do well when they become head coaches. I, it just is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, and he's, sure. he's the best coach in the league. He's the best coach of his generation. But he, you know, for whatever reason, his assistants have not succeeded without him. Right. I don't, it's, not, it's nothing. By the way, the Texans win games every season. I mean, it's. Oh, yeah. Just Literally. because you haven't They've won been a eight Super Bowl. and eight, like the last four years. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, they're not. <laughs> I, you know. they, they drafted, they had the first overall pick three years ago. That's why they have Clowney on the team. Yeah. I, I'm just. Clowney, I, you forget it. He's, wasn't he injured well, for the whole season? He he's injured for his whole he's rookie been quiet, year. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, look. Like, um, you know, I, I forget where that started. It started with you just being randomly defensive about the Patriots oh for my no God. reason. I mean, like, you know, come on, get over it. You guys have been to eight Super Bowls. Wait, wait, wait no, it You've started won five of them. Coaching, oh, Patricia, it started with saying the Lions You've are You've been back. to seven AFC titles. All right, give us the other row. things in week one. Any other football-related things that are um, interesting or surprising? How about the Jets? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, hey man, Jets. Darnold, Darnold looks good. Well, right. He looks good, man. Yeah, well, break except up for the, the very first uh, break up play. the Jets. Sure, break up the Jets. <laughs> um, no, I th- and I think uh, I shout think out the, recent uh, Yahoo Finance guest Josh the Martin. Most, I suspect the most uh, interesting player of the season for people who um, care about football. Football will be Patrick Mahomes. Wow. I, I like I that. Mean, you heard he it is. First. Uh, he, by the way, Darnold. I, you didn't hear it here first. A lot of people right, have been saying this. Yeah. yeah. Um, d- by the way, Darnold. Another example of like ideally he shouldn't have had to start, but you know, whoops. Why not ideally? He's because obviously he, their best you quarterback. You just leave him. You, le- you let him sit for a year, the rookies. Well, you know, depends. I was so surprised when they got rid of uh, Bridgewater. But Peyton Manning went 3-13 and 13 his first season. How'd that work out? Oh, golly. Right. Yeah, no problem. And then the next year, sure. they won 12 games. They won All right, 12 let's, let's like end on the, on the dirty, boring stuff, but, you know, so you but, really, but not you, boring. You really, you, you, you hoodwinked me into this. I thought we were going to do the usual sports book, business, Kaepernick, all that, and you wanted to talk real football. Yeah, it's great. Let's oh, give good, him a break. Good Because fun. you know what? Good Here's fun. why. I have a feeling that for the next eight weeks, it's going to be more of that See, shit. You know? uh, it's interesting you say that. I have a feeling it's not. I have a feeling the NFL season. Right. This I, have a, year, I have a hope that you're right. But this I have year a is going to be. You'll be wrong. This year is going to be about the football. Good. I hope that's true. Well, and let's end not right, talking about fine. the football. Let's talk about the ratings. Do you think? Well, no. Eh, I want to talk ratings. about the ratings for a second because they're okay. notable. They're notable. Give it. Give it. All right. Fine. Give us. So if you look at NFL Week One viewership, it was flat across all four networks. This is from Sports TV Ratings, good friend of the program. Yep. Uh, with an average of 16.25 million viewers. A couple uh, nights were down, but then the other nights were well, up enough. Notable. Right? CBS's games up 29% over last year. Fox's games up 5%. So the two main networks of the NFL that have games during the afternoon, those ratings were up. ESPN down 7%. That is partly because... This is a, uh, Fox. This is a copyright violation. Second time you're doing this. <laughs> uh, ESPN down 7%, which I think is notable because the cable bundle, people, fewer people have ESPN. Sure. And you have to watch only that one game when it's on ESPN. NBC down 10%. Same thing. Mm. You have to watch the game when it's on. It's the only game on. And I think that speaks to a lot of the decline in viewership, certainly about loss of cable subscribers, but a lot of it is that people were like, well, I'm not sure if football is that interesting. And I, and I don't disagree with well, that. Well, and let me add another uh, theory. I believe, but of course this is an old story, mm-hmm. but it's still worth, you know, it, if ratings go down another three seasons in a row, maybe they rethink things. There's too much. 
there's too many uh, nights yes. of NFL football. Yes. You've got, thir- you know, you can't, it's greedy. You can't own all of Sunday and Sunday night and then also have Thursday and Monday. They need to get rid of either Thursday night or well, Monday night. They should get rid of Thursday. But they're not going to because Fox just made a huge bid for the package. And look, um, this, uh, this comes from Michael Mulvihill, uh, who's a Fox uh, analyst. Last week's um, five Thursday to Sunday NFL windows were the five most watched shows of the week. So, I mean, look, this is not Well, that's science, the old story, too, is they're always – I mean, even last year when ratings were way down on average yep. – not 70 of the 100 most watched programs in yep. 2017 were NFL. And he, adds, he adds the gap in viewership between the five NFL windows and the next five most watched shows over the weekend was more than 100%. And so to your point, I agree. Quality of play is deeply, gravely impacted by the fact that there are too many games. It makes the fans' interest in watching an individual game far less. Players hate Thursday. But the ratings speak for themselves. Sure. Like they I are think you make so a really much good point better. about the Sunday 1 p.m. block being the best because there are multiple games at once. Yeah. Like even if you don't have Red Zone, if you just have plain old TV, you're switching around back and forth. You're getting highlights. Yep, exactly. Exactly. You know, you're and, excited. and it's the best time to go to a sports bar. You got six TVs yep. around. Yep. That's great. I'm um, with you. And so I, I mean, I think like, uh, you know, make football fun again, right? Make, the, make watching the NFL fun again. Mafasa. Because I just think it got so it got so self serious <laughs> and like Goodell will surely screw up and you know defend the shield and all that sure, will go right. will exactly. go wrong. But you know it's a sport, right? It's yep. supposed to be fun. It's a sport. It's supposed to be fun. Yep. And this podcast, oh, you don't want to talk about book, you don't want to talk about the uh, fun. You want to talk about the Monday finish at the uh, BMW? Oh, golf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. No, no, let's stick to stick to football. Stick they to sports. The, they got the. It makes me sad to see the end of the golf season just because. The sport is so directionless. Well, the majors are when you look all at we it, care about. When you look at it compared to the NFL, it has a direction. Tiger. Realize how sad it is. Uh, Miles, the, the only real golf thing left to talk about on the horizon, the Thanksgiving showdown. No, no, the Ryder you Cup. Watch? You want to talk about the Ryder Cup? Not really. Uh, no. I'm not sure if our listeners um, care. But please, write us in and tell let's us. Let's do the, uh, let's, all right. So, no, that's you, it. You have, so you have to promise me that in in November, yes. we'll talk about the Tiger Phil yep. and we'll review the whole golf yes, season. Yes, exactly right. Great. Coming in November. You'll see Miles again, and you'll probably see Miles before November. This was another great episode of Yahoo Finance Sportsbook. We love chatting with you, and we love hearing back from you. Remember that you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Please do it. We'll see you next Thursday morning. Goodbye. Goodbye.